and welcome to Raven Conversations, the show where we bring you the news and information around the Washington National Guard. I'm Sarah, and on today's episode, we'll be talking to Captain Ben Sims. He's an instructor with the Master Fitness Trainer course um, here at Camp Murray in Yakima, and he's also the lead uh, for the ACFT uh, coordination. We'll be talking about a variety of health and fitness related topics, and towards the end of the conversation, he'll give us an update on all things ACFT as we prepare for the Army Combat Fitness Test next year. Enjoy. Be sure to follow us on social media. Stay up to date on all the cool events, stories, photos, and videos happening around the Washington National Guard. If you have a question, have a comment, or just want to say hi, send us a DM, PM, tweet at us, whatever, and we'll answer you. We also love to share and collaborate. Send us the photos or videos you take at Drill or AT, and we'll tag you. Are you an active Instagrammer? Well, you might be a perfect candidate to take over our account. Send us a message, and we'll set something up. To find us, do a search for WA National Guard. That's WA National Guard, and look for the blue check mark. Do you know middle school or high school aged youth in Washington State who like making videos? Be a great Washington ShakeOut champion and enter our youth video contest focusing on earthquakes and disaster preparedness. Washington is earthquake country and your video can help get your neighbors two weeks ready. $1,500 in cash prizes is up for grabs. Video submission deadline is October 10. Submit your ShakeOut video and get all the details at www.mil.wa.gov shakeout. Okay, so today I'm joined by Captain Ben Sims, and you are the ACFT project manager, coordinator. You just yeah, told me and I already works. forgot. No, that's perfect. That works just <laughs> fine. Thanks for having me. Um, as our listeners know, I am an ultra runner, so this is a topic that is super important to me. I'm also a USA track and field certified coach, so I really enjoy talking about health and fitness. That's sort of my lifestyle. And I know it's yours too as the ACFT coordinator and the MFT, which is what one of the instructors lead yeah, instructor. So, yeah, I just I'm a, one of the instructors. We have roughly about six in the state. Yeah. that teach at our satellite. Uh, so we have a satellite branch of the U.S. Army Physical Fitness School here in Yakima. Well, not here in Camp Murray, but in Yakima. Right. Um, that teaches the Master Fitness Trainer course, which is two weeks long and kind of goes over program design, strength conditioning, uh, nutrition. Right. Kind of teaches you how to be a tactical coach, go back to your unit and try to get um, the right programming and, and right design for the soldiers for the functional fitness that they need right sort of be like uh, a master of the basics yeah it's really hard just because we don't have these conversations about health and fitness very much right and um I, I don't think it's any surprise to anyone that in in the military and outside the military um there's a a, a wide misunderstanding or lack of knowledge about what fitness means and what that means over a lifetime and what that means for each individual person. So it really is twofold when they right. come to MFT. It's one, how do, how to teach uh, them how to be healthy and be fit and, right. and do the things they need to do. And then also on the flip side, we're trying to teach them how to coach their soldiers, how to do the same thing. Right. Sort of how you can do this and how you can help. Yeah your members very similar to how you have to instruct when you're doing right instruction right like you're yeah. instructing them how to do the things right and then you're hoping that your coaching cues to them and knowledge is going to help them pass that on right uh, well I got to do like a little guest 
teach on running. So that was really fun for me. Oh yeah. Everyone loved it. Yeah. It was I, one of our, um, definitely one of our most positive things on the AAR and then we're going to have you back. Yes. So we're excited. I'm so and excited. Hopefully get you into it. We're getting, you're coming in August. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. The we problem is I have, um, that's when my race calendar starts. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully so, at some point, at we some get point, you in. yes, I would yeah. love to. That's part of my, my lineup of things I want to do. But yeah, I actually, I think I talked to Sergeant Peck and the first Friday, which I guess would have been their running day is yeah. the day I'm going to be running 40 miles oh, around man. Mount St. Helens. So I won't, I don't think I'll be able to make it, but I am going to come because, um, like I said, this is something I've been interested in. Yeah. Um, but I think what's unique, I guess, for myself is I was an athlete in middle school and for the first two years of high school. And then I moved to a smaller town and I sort of fell off the athlete wagon. And then I was in ROTC, but I was b- basically doing the bare minimum in ROTC for fitness. Yeah. And then I started to play club rugby when I was a senior in college, um, which is a bit unusual, I would say, especially for people who know me and they're like, I bet that was fun. Oh, it was super fun. Yeah. (laughs) All of my guy friends were rugby players. A lot of the ROTC guys were rugby players. That's cool. And that reintroduction really helped. But then I graduated and now I'm on my own trying to live, (laughs) make money, pay for things and I guess I sort of fell off the wagon again um but after I had my daughter I uh, found a a group of women of like-minded women and I really found my inner athlete again nice and that was when I I found it when I was about six months postpartum and that really catapulted me and now I'm almost as fit as I was I think my sophomore year high school when obviously I was running times I'll never be able to run again but uh it's been an interesting journey and after having my daughter and having this whole now seven year process I'm super interested in health and fitness I read about running because that's my personal passion but also a lot about mindfulness um, nutrition different ways to incorporate plant-based diets because I just find the new facts coming out about those plant-based diets super interesting and I get turned off by meat every now and then so I like to see what other avenues of food and nutrition that there are um but yeah so let's start with the basics I guess what is the first thing we need to know about incorporating health and fitness as a lifestyle uh, in our daily lives. I think you kind of said it. Like, I think, um, you know, we resonate with each other through stories. Right. Right. And I think that the, the story that you just kind of laid out is, is pretty typical. So if we look at, um, what people go through in their lives, typically they're have something, maybe they were or were not an athlete in high school or middle school or in college, they have a big change. And the first thing that kind of drops off is typically where you were at as, as far as fitness goes right. um, or nutrition, lifestyle. You get stressed out. You had a big change. You have kids. You get married. You move. You some There's some sort of stressor or some sort of hiccup in life right. where you lose some of that fitness. And then typically something leads you down another path where maybe you find it. Right. And 
then maybe you have another change. And so it's this tale of where you were at at one point, right? where you are at right now, what it took to get you there yeah. and what you think it's going to take you to get you back to some sort of level of fitness. Right. Um, and it's really individual, right? So I think super we have individual. Yeah, we have such a wide array. Like you're a very good athlete. We right. have you in the military, and so we have that far spectrum. And then we have the spectrum that most people think about right now, which is a very deconditioned, very uh, young athletic age right. soldier who just doesn't have a lot of skills, abilities, knowledge, um, or or a. a um, conditioning to get to right. where they need to be as a soldier. And, and I think that's what has people really worried right now. Um, About the ACFT change. Yeah, the ACFT change. And then just kind of, there's a lot of history that we won't get into right now on why we're at where we're at. Right. Um, you know, maybe one day we can get into that because I think it's important to put things into context. And, uh, and, and I mean, the know. priorities, right? The yeah. priorities change, the they mission do. changes, yeah. and so. Um, but we are where we're at, right? And um, you know, typically we have uh, struggles. I would say, uh, from from the physical standpoint, mm-hmm. the typical struggles that we see are with the run, yes. or with just general overall core, right? Um, which just basically means the ability to control your body between your knees and your shoulders, really, yes. anterior posterior balance. Um, and the ability to have neuromuscular connection from your brain to those large muscle groups and also to the small fixers and stabilizers that hold up our body and do like have a um, big uh, part in making us have motion or to motate from one point to another or through exercise. Right. And I mean, the nine to five office job certainly is not helping. Yeah, I, you know, definitely some of the big um, hurdles that we have or that we hear when people have difficulty is... I don't have time to work out. Right. I don't have access to a gym. Um, you know, I'm really busy. I'm going to school. I have a couple of jobs. How are we supposed to work out on drill weekend? You know, that's pretty specific for right. for our unit here in the Washington, any, any guard unit. You know, those are pretty typical. Um, um, most soldiers have families or have yep. stressors. Like, But w- realistically, everyone's got those. Well, yeah, and we were just talking about this in our office this morning. If you have an hour to watch a TV program, why don't you put that on a tablet or on your phone and get on the treadmill or the elliptical or the bike? Because an hour of any type of exercise is better than no hour of exercise. And I think it's awareness, right? Right. We get into, we're humans. Right. And we get into habits, and sometimes we don't notice what those habits are, or we don't realize where we can make change right. to affect a certain result that we want to be able to have to accomplish another goal. Um, so a lot of what we're trying to do and um, what you're trying to do right. is to um, educate. Yes. And to try to change habits. Definitely. I think that's the starting point. Like if you can figure out why someone is who they are. Right. And why they do what they do and try to focus on some of those habits and and give them tools to change those habits, then you can start to add the little things that they need to actually get physically strong right. or physically conditioned. Um, but if you don't get to the root of it, yeah. right, and understand why, yes. we can treat symptoms all day. Right. But if you don't have the cause, those symptoms are always going to come back, right? Right. Well, and they always talk about, too, if 
if they're not ready to actually make this change, they're not going to. They'll, yeah. It's just like a fad diet, right? It's called a fad because it can, it's going to go away. <laughs> if you're going to have a diet, which everything you eat is part of your diet. Yeah. That is the definition of a diet, which is something that is kind of a pet peeve of mine. But if if what you're going to eat is based off of, you know, the the diet of the day, the fad diet that's going to get you, you know, 10 pounds lighter or whatever you're trying to get after, that's not treating the root cause either. You need to find a new nutritional balance. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, there's so many factors. There are a lot. In everybody's journey to their inner athlete. Because <laughs> I really feel like everybody has an inner athlete just waiting to come they out. They do. I, you know, I, I draw these little pyramids, and I think most people are aware of, like, Maslow's hierarchy yeah. of needs and, and what that entails. And so I kind of erased all of everything he had in there, and I tried to think of. So most of our soldiers... We, we are where we're at. Right. Right. And so what did they need to have? Let's just take them out of the soldier role. Right. What did they need to have as a human being to get to where they need to be? Right. And if we start thinking about those things, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. We need to get people moving. Yep. And we need to get them to eat appropriately and chew their food. Mm-hmm. Those are really basic things. Mm-hmm. And, Typically, we, when we're on drill weekend or what I've heard from NCOs and officers who are like, hey, fix my soldier. Right. Come fix my soldier. I want you, like we send people, we have probably two to four people come through from the Washington Army National Guard through our MFT program. And typically what we hear back from them is they get to their unit and their commanders or, or um, senior enlisted want them to fix and recondition the soldiers that can't pass the AP, right. APFT, the, right? The, the APFT problems. Yeah, and, and can't pass right. height, weight, tape. Right. And that's all fine, but anyone can do that. Yeah. Right? And and realistically, what we need those MFTs doing is going back to their unit and finding out why our soldiers are where they're at, put it into context, prioritize what those soldiers need, and, and give them a program and a step-by-step process to get them back to where they can either be in the fight. Right. Or whatever their priority is. Yeah. But also understanding each soldier's unique situation, yeah, right? It's hard. There's, there are so many ways to build, and I think this is something that people don't understand, or maybe they do and they're just not taking it in, but there are so many ways to build fitness into your day, Oh yeah, right? It doesn't all have to be all at once. Yeah, an hour at the gym is great, but if you don't have an hour, that sucks. So maybe you have 15 minutes here yeah. or you have 15 minutes there and maybe you got 30 minutes at another time. That all added up is just as good because it's one hour, right? But it's well, broken up throughout it might the be day. Better. Well, yeah, it especially might if you're having be those recovery periods. Yeah. And we we try to think really complex right. and big. We need this fixed in 30 days. Yeah. It's not happening. It would be miraculous if you took someone who failed miserably on their APFT and did not pass their height weight tape to get in 30 days a remarkable result. Unless they were there with them every single day. Every single day. That's the only time I've ever seen it happen. And even then, you might see increase. Yeah. But those increases, especially for that first retake, Mm -hmm. are not going to be what you think they're going to be. No. 
It, it just is, especially for the typical soldier that we're talking about, mid-20s to mid-30s. Right. Um, very sedentary lifestyle, mm-hmm. maybe was never an athlete, doesn't have all of the base conditioning and strength training that someone would have had to have had to have a quick recovery, doesn't have the bone density, doesn't have the same hormonal response, doesn't, doesn't have right. all of these things. And when you do take them and you like put them through high intense, high volume, really strict training, they end up typically injured, injured. with an LOD. They don't have a positive outcome right. in their mind because it hurt, it yep. was miserable, and so they didn't repeat it and it wasn't something they could sustain. Well, yeah, they're not they're not getting a proper recovery period. They're not programming training specifically towards their body, their physical state, yeah. their state of mind. And it's hard. I get it. But I think if we kept things simple, right? Yes. Like you need to move all day and you need to eat appropriately. Right. Vegetables, a little bit of fruit, like lots of salads, very little dressing, mm-hmm. some protein. I, like I'm not going to say just meat or just like animal protein, but right. some like let's just start simple. There's all kinds of protein yeah, though. You, you need to have protein like four times a day yeah. at least or something like that for, for most people. Uh, you have to drink water. Yes. <laughs> like you need to be hydrated. So much water. Yeah. And you need to move um, even if you work out an hour a day. And you need to give up soda. You do need to give up. There are some real basic things, right? There's three things. There was this huge study that they did on on um, chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Like hundreds of millions of dollars spent on trying to cure chronic illness. Yes. How do we cure people who are chronically ill? And the only things that, that they could find from habits from people that were chronically ill that reversed or stopped chronic illness, you had to quit smoking. Yep. Quit tobacco products altogether. Yes. You have to quit drinking pop. Yep. And you have to change your diet and exercise. Yes. The only three things that did anything for chronic illness were those. Yes. Right? And if that starts to get to a point for us, for our limited time, what we have with soldiers is either you're going to do that or you're not. Right. You either will or you won't. You can or you can't. And we have to figure out that there is not really a gray area there for us. Right. And we have to find... The ability to take a soldier, actually counsel them on drill weekend, talk to them about the context of their life and how this fits into their life. Right. How to, one, be a better human being as far as health and fitness goes. Right. How to give that to their family and their friends. Yes. And for themselves. How to be mentally and behaviorally, re- behaviorally resist- resilient. Right. <laughs> I could spit that out. <laughs> mentally and behaviorally resilient. And... If they can match those things, more likely we will have a soldier that is ready to come, do their job, right. go down range, take care of the person on their left or their right, and come back healthy. Right. And also, after their military career, be healthy enough to find a community that supports them, right. that they can continue that fitness for life, continue to be healthy for themselves, for their family, for their family that they retired from and stay alive. Yes. I just read a, a great quote yesterday from a doctor, and I, I don't know which one, but it was talking about if if he could make a pill that would help all chronic illness, if, it was, if there was anything that he could turn into a pill to give to people to make it easier, it would be exercise. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's and it's not like this is it's Ben not. and Sarah saying, "Oh, we think exercise no. and nutrition is going to be good." It's it's science. Yes, and that, and they keep saying that, right? Everybody yeah. keeps saying, "Well, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. This is how you get better. This mm-hmm. is how you stay healthy. This is how you live longer." But it's not convenient. It's not convenient, and I, I think it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. So you get to a certain point where you don't know where to start. Right. You don't you don't know what that means. Right. And because of that, you don't want to go someplace that you think that you're going to be shamed or embarrassed. Right. Or we're very fragile. Like no matter what anyone says, human beings are very fragile yes. emotionally, behaviorally, and mentally. And if we can't overcome those obstacles, we're not going to get very far. Right. And so there is a mental toughness aspect to it where we have to overcome that stigma yes. and those biases and, and get into a spot where, where we can start to be healthy. But if you don't have the knowledge, yeah, right, that's why we're trying to get MFTs to every unit. Right. Because if you're over fat and under mass and you're a soldier and everyone expects you to know that you're supposed to be fit and you walk into a gym and you look at all this stuff and all these people doing these whatever they're doing in the gym, right? Yeah. It's overwhelming. You have it's no so idea. Like, what do you do? I grab dumbbells and I do what with them. I go to this machine and I don't know what to do. Right. So I'm just going to go sit on the treadmill or the bike. And right. I'm going to think I gave some sort of exertion. Then for me, since I have have these habits, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like that was a success for me that right. day. And now I can go eat 6,000 calories. Right. When realistically, that was very minimal work. You actually did very little. Right. You were inactive for 12 hours of the day, very sedentary. Yeah. And so you, you barely have any out caloric output. Right. So you really only need to eat 18 to 2200 calories because that's where you're at. Well, yeah, that's something that I think is funny because I like I run a lot, but I also I eat a lot. I eat all day. I'm snacking because I'm always hungry. Yeah. Um, I have a high metabolism and I... I run, so I burn calories and everything, but people are always like, oh, well, you need to eat that much because you run so much. And I say, well, if I'm only running six miles, I'm only burning 600 calories. Do I really need to eat an extra thousand calories? Probably not. I'm probably going to just because (laughs) I'm always eating. But um, I think that's that's a hard concept to marry. Like one one mile is 100 calories for the average person. And so if you're only going one or two miles, that's two, 100 to 200 calories. That's not really going to deplete you. You don't really need to eat after that. You should definitely drink water. Oh, water. Maybe Just... have like a little salty cracker and then you're, you're probably back to where you started. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our relationship with food, mm-hmm. it's an enormous problem. Yes. It's a huge problem. Huge problem. Um, and there is, it's hard and I think that's why we come back to we have to find out how to change habits yeah, and how to keep things simple. Because if you don't change that, then you will always end up back in the same spot of eating crappy fuel. Yes. And have, feeling crappy when you do your work and then becoming sedentary again. And that's a really hard and enormous task for to ask of anybody right. but it's definitely where we need to start yes move all day and eat well yes um there was an acronym real that I heard. yeah real there was an acronym that someone had i can't remember what education i was going through but they said eat 
eat raw. So it's yes. a recently alive, well food. Yes. Your greens, your fruits, your veggies, whatever protein you're eating, everything should, you should know where it came from. You should know the last time it was alive. Right. And it should have lived well before you're It should have an it. expiration date. It should have an expiration date. And yeah, you know what? Maybe that food went bad in three days. Right. You should have eaten it. But like, then you know that that was probably very good food. Right. Right. Like it's, and it's hard because we have these big shifts. Well, and the argument of, of the, that food being more expensive. It's more expensive and, uh, it's, um, but you're also getting more nutrition. So the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, all of those essential nutrition elements are in those foods. And it takes time. Like eating, like shopping, meal prepping, and eating good, and only eating until you're satisfied, not until you're full, and all of these little things, Right. you don't see results for months. No. Usually, what, 12 weeks or something? Yeah. I mean, you start to feel good. You have more energy. You can do more work, but you don't see a lot of results for quite some time. Right. Where if I go on a very extreme diet. Right and do things that I don't quite understand because someone told me about them or I bought some exogenous, keto- exogenous right. ketones and put them in my water and started drinking them. Right. Or I decided to try to fast for 16 hours. Right. And I do these things. I see results pretty fast, right? Like yeah, typically people see an 8 to 10 pound drop, yes. mostly fluid shift, right? Like it's not yeah. necessarily sustainable. And then, then they just come back to where they were. Yes. And Everyone knows this. This is nothing new. No. This is always out there, but we get panic. Like yes. there's there is a survival panic and it's I just have to do this and then I'll be okay and then I'll figure it out after that. Mm-hmm. And people really have to resign to the fact that I'm in this for the long haul. Right. I'm changing habits. I'm going to build a way of life that I can sustain yes. and be healthy, happy, wealthy and fit. For the rest of my life. Right. And then isn't the the most sustainable, if your goal is weight loss and that's healthy for for your your body type, um, it's like one to two pounds a week? Yeah, typically about one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the older we get, the harder that is. Right. And and that initial drop is generally more. And then after that, it tapers off. You'll plateau. It's fine. That's how changing bodies work. And typically we're asking, typically our soldiers are coming to us and they want to get stronger and lose weight at the same time. And that doesn't happen. No. You're not catabolic and anabolic at the same time. Mm -hmm. You're either losing weight, right? You can stay fit, right? right? You can have muscular endurance and you can get your aerobic capacity in and you can maintain a certain amount of strength if you already had it. Yes. But you, you don't gain strength. And lose weight right. at the same time. There are ways to make shifts, but people have it wrong. You, if your priority is to lose weight and right. be able to be lighter and, and leaner and be able to move, you do that one way. Yes. If your goal is, hey, I need to be a lot stronger and more powerful, that is a different, that is a different uh, method of trying to get fit. And I love this because I don't think weight is very good measure of fitness. It's I weigh not. the same now as I did when I was not as fit but the way my body moves works and looks is completely different yeah right because a pound of muscle is 
still a pound. It's not, they always say a pound of muscle weighs less than fat. No, okay. it's still a pound. I'm pretty sure that said a, a yeah. pound is a pound is a, a pound. A pound is a pound, but it's leaner, yeah. right? So all of those pounds are leaner now, especially since I'm a runner, it's a lot more of a lean muscle grouping. Yeah. Um, and so whenever I have uh, friends of mine who, who are like, well, how did you, how did you lose all this weight? This is what you used to look like. And this is what you look like now. And I say, I weigh the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's proportioned differently. Yeah. It's, it's much more healthy, uh, fit lifestyle. Um, but yeah, I, so for me, like if you're within a healthy range, right, you should, should want to stay in a healthy range. You don't yeah. want to go and one way or the other. How do you feel? Right. Exactly. You know, so I, I there's always the, the famous ones. Like once you get to a point where you're just maintaining things, yes. is it harder for you to do a pull up? Yeah. Okay. Then you kind of know that maybe you drifted a little this way. Right. Do you feel groggy and unhealthy? It kind of like that, that vacation. That, how do your pants fit in yeah. the morning? Yeah. Just yeah. little things. And you know, those are, those are subtle changes that you can easily fix and go back and forth. But I, I agree for, I understand we have to have data when yes. we're have soldiers that are over fat and under mass and we're right. trying to get to a certain point. But the goal is to teach them that how that feels. Yes. So that eventually they don't need to be monitoring those things all the time because right. they know their body. Yeah. I don't ever weigh myself until I get my height and weight. Yeah. I don't ever <laughs> weigh myself until I, I feel like something's off. Mm -hmm. This was a lot more challenging. Where am I at? Yeah. Okay. So this, this is why, why am I retaining fluid? Why am I inflamed? Why am I blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know what? I just got back from vacation and I was right. eating like crap. So <laughs> I just got back from vacation and I ate at a restaurant every night. Like yeah. that probably has something to do with yeah. it. Right. Um, so typically we say all these things and we, we know we have all of this data, mm -hmm. we have all of this stuff. Um, but it doesn't do anything without action. Right. And at some point in, in our line of business, uh, it has to get a little bit unfriendly. Yes. And if I was on the outside and I'm working with clients, I'm telling them a different story. But even them at some point, I'm saying, you're either going to do this or you're not. If, if you're, you have, a, most people have a family. So yeah. I'll ask them, you have a family. Right. You know, you have friends. Mm -hmm. You, you, how awful is it to feel that you have an inability of being able to help, to save, to be able to pull someone out of a car, right? to be able to run to, to mm -hmm. be able to carry your child, to be able to carry your grandkids. Mm -hmm. You have an inability, like not, like, oh, I w if I wish it, it'll happen. You physically have an inability right. to be able to do any of those things, any of them. Right. And so for soldiers... I'll ask them the same question. You physically cannot do the things that your job requires you to do. Right. Which immediately puts, puts at risk every other soldier on your left and your right. Right. And if that doesn't stir some emotion within that soldier, I don't know what the answer is for that soldier after yeah, that. Yeah, I don't it's know very if it's difficult. the right job for them. 
Right, and it and it's that's a hard thing to say yeah. because we're in this period where you can't say like maybe this isn't for you. Right. Right, because it's retention, it's recruitment. We right. have to have these numbers. I understand that. One hundred percent. But we also need soldiers that can do the job. Right. And we also have to be okay with maybe this is not that soldier's priority. Yeah. They've done a lot more than most. Right. But we'll never get this to be their priority. Right. To get them to do the job. And it'll always come back. You either can or you can't. Mm -hmm. You will or you won't. Right. I believe that the majority of the time it's because we haven't asked that question Mm -hmm. and haven't stirred the fire inside of themselves to be mentally resilient, to be behaviorally resilient, to accomplish what they want to accomplish as a soldier. Mm -hmm. As leadership, we have not stirred that inside them to find their fight. Right. For some reason, we have missed that. You want to talk ACFT for just a second? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited for the ACFT, even though I am horrible at the leg tuck. I'm working (laughs) on it. I am working on my upper body strength. That seems to be my sticking point. Uh, I I really think everyone's going to be okay. Yeah. I haven't met anyone that's gone through the training that we've had that has disliked going through the test. I like everything else. And I only don't like it because I'm not good at it. <laughs> I think people will get better at the light tuck. Yeah. I think what happened was just what we've been talking about. We're yeah. really comfortable. We're soft in the middle. Yep. And we don't have to pull ourselves up. Yeah. Like we get this even through our MFT program. And I know the other MFT schools get this also from talking to those instructors. People don't know how to climb a rope and they don't know how to pull themselves up over an obstacle. And I climb a rope using almost exclusively my legs. Yeah. I get that's okay. <laughs> like, and so. And people, why would I ever need to do those? Well, why wouldn't you ever need to do those? Right. Right? Like you should, as a human being, be able to get yourself out of danger. So when I was talking about Maslow's hierarchy Mm -hmm. and erasing those things, what I did was I tried to think of what, as a human being now, have we lost Mm -hmm. that was primal, that we probably should have, that we did when we weren't comfortable, we didn't have all these things, that we need to find a way to mimic and get back to. Right. Right? And so if you're thinking Maslow's hierarchy and needs the very bottom things are all the things you need for survival right. to be comfortable. Yeah. Well, if we took those away and we said, hey, what are all the things that you need as a human being to just survive? Right. Right. You have to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to jump. Yep. You have to flex, extend, twist, rotate. You have to push, pull, press. You have to squat. You have to be able to um, lift. Yep. So there's there's all of these things that if you run down through that, and you can't do those things, like how many people still know how to jump and land correctly? How many do we have in society and also as soldiers that know how to circumvent obstacles? Or let's get even simpler, climb a tree, pull themselves up onto a thick branch Mm -hmm. and climb up to the next branch and continue to go. Jump from a boulder to a boulder, climb a boulder, like, so if we think about those things, if you find a way to be able to do those things, the ACFT is rather easy, mm-hmm. right? One of the things that's happened is we've gotten into, we're all now, we have new tests, so we're going to train to the test. Right. Well, if you train to be a soldier, you'll pass the test. Right. It's no big deal. All the ACFT is, is an assessment of you physically in a point in time. Yeah. If you're deficient in a certain thing on the ACFT at a certain point in time, it is up to you to fix that deficiency. Right. Right? It's that simple. It's not a hard thing. It's No one's trying to make anyone feel bad. Right. It just is what it is. It's a fact. You could not do this. Right. 
And as a human being, let alone a soldier, you should be able to do that. And that should be positive for you. Mm -hmm. That just gave me something I need to work on. It gave me a goal. It gave me an objective. Now, if I go do the things and train to be a soldier, Mm -hmm. I drag as a soldier. It's one of the number one things we're supposed to be able to do is drag our buddy out of combat, right? What what a low-level task that if you can't do, I don't know what to tell you. Like that should really hit home that you cannot drag your buddy, your fellow soldier, from the battlefield. If you can't drag basically a 195 to 225-pound person, because that's how big we are, off the battlefield— you really need to question what you need to work on, right? Right. If you can't pull yourself up on a bar just a tiny bit and bring your legs up to right. a point where you could climb an obstacle, right. you need to think about that as a soldier, right? That you have a deficiency that you need to remedy right. because as a basic human being, you should have that skill. So, and I'm not saying that to hurt anyone's feelings or right. to like be harsh or like have anyone feel bad about themselves. Like that's not up to me. I can't crawl right. in your body and make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. I'm just telling you, these are basic tasks that you should be able to do as a soldier. And it should be okay for us to say, yes. you need to figure out how to do that. Right. Period. Yeah. That being said, it's very accomplishable. Yes. The ACFT is a very accomplish- accomplishable task. For sure. And we have had some really good leadership out there training their soldiers and getting them ready. And we have been putting this out now through the MFT program and those MFTs are going to their units and hopefully training people. Right. Um, As far as the biggest obstacles or some we've already said, people say they don't have a gym. Right. They say they can't train on drill weekend. Right. Uh, They're too busy. There are literally, we live in a time where all of the information to overcome every single one of those obstacles is at your fingertips. Yep, on your phone. There is time, so don't tell me you don't have time. That's my number one right. pet peeve. I know. I know you have fifteen parents, minutes. Yeah, who have four kids, who went to college full time, who had two jobs, who right. found out a time to work out yep. to stay fit. Right. So you're a soldier. Figure it out. You have time. Time management. Yeah. Don't three to four times a week. Come mm-hmm. on, you can do it. The second one is I get the gym membership thing, but you don't need a gym. Nope. You can do all body weight stuff. You, you can, can figure out odd objects. Watch our YouTube watch videos. Watch our YouTube videos. And no time on drill weekend. Well, hey, if you have no time, I hope you're doing soldier tasks. Mm-hmm. You just won. Yep. If you're doing soldier tasks on drill weekend right. and you're getting to do your job, boom. Right. Skill level achieved. Yep. Right? If you're not doing soldier tasks on drill weekend then I will be hard-pressed to think that you're doing just office stuff right. from 07 in the morning to 2200 at night. Right. Somewhere in there, you have time to work out, to find odd objects, or to find things to lift, to push, to pull, to jump, to run, to squat, to flex extend. Like, you have all of these things. You can Google something online. Like, just do something. And I would be hard-pressed to find a first sergeant or commander who would say, no, don't go work out for whatever amount of time. I would I would highly doubt that our leaders are going to tell their right. soldiers not to work out. I would seriously doubt that. I feel that if you don't do a lot of resistance training with weights, mm-hmm. you can still achieve these goals to pass the ACFT with body weight movements. I would agree. 
So if you're not doing anything, I would probably start with something that is simple, which is 4C in FM 7-22, your prep dip drill, conditioning drill one and two, your climbing drills and your gorilla drills are gonna be the most bang for your buck. All of those are body weight movements with a manual and an app for your phone mm-hmm. that you can do all the time. And I know that is the unsexy way to do things, but if you have to do something, right, it's there. And if you need something to do on drill weekend and you have to make broad strokes, is a great tool because you're also training your E4s to be NCOs and you're training them in the conditioning drills that they need to know when they go to their NCOES. On a long drill of uh, administrative work, what we've done in our office in the past is every hour an alarm would go off and everybody would do 10 to 20 reps of whatever exercise. It's and great. And that's a great way to get in a great workout mm-hmm. for the day of just moving your body Maybe you do 20 push-ups. Maybe you hold a plank for a minute or 30 seconds, whatever your skill level is. Maybe you do some squats, a wall sit, any of those things. Well, and it creates a culture. Yes. Right? That you're going to work. Yep. And that you're supported in that. Mm -hmm. And so most people have not believed me when I said this, when I've said this, but if you create that culture on Drill Weekend, it does carry over to their personal life. It truly does. We've we've done that in, in the past at some of my units. Yeah. Updates on the ACFT. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone knows by now that they are pushing the arms extended mm-hmm. push-up. And as far as I can tell, that will be the push-up on the ACFT. Yep. The FM set, the new FM <clears throat> for PRT. Um is a little ways out still. Um, I don't think they have, they have some dates that they would like to get it done, but they have to test the alternate tests um, that have come out, which is, if you don't know what those are, they have come out with alternate tests for soldiers on profile. Um, So you have to do one of the cardio events, which is the run, a 5K row, a thousand meter swim i think so and a 15k bike yes that those are right. the cardio events and you at least have to do the three rep max hex bar deadlift and the sprint drake carry mm-hmm. so those that's the alternate test schedule for soldiers who are on profile that cannot take the acft as prescribed that's been kind of the biggest change. So right. they need those numbers and what that scoring is going to look like. And if, and that hammered out before the FM comes out. Yeah. Um, the testing schedule has not changed. So all October. the hard dates, yeah, all the hard dates are still there. Um, the fielding of equipment has changed several times. So we were going to get um, the the Washington Army National Guard and actually the reserves in Washington are going to be have an enormous amount of equipment. We won't have any real equipment shortfalls except for we don't know what we're doing with pull-up bars quite yet. Okay. Um, you know, the best case scenario would we would all have climbing pods because then we can do the climbing drills. Yeah. You know, on training also. Um, the quick fix was supposed to get 70 we were supposed to get 75 percent of the pull-up bars in a kit so we could set them up and be mobile with them um 
that was not going to happen. And then there was a lot of feedback from the states to NGB that that's what we wanted to happen. Uh, and so right now it's in the big red to be <laughs> determined Yeah. Um, for the pull-up bars. But one way or another, we will have to have pull-up bars. Right. Uh, so that will get hashed out. We were going to start fielding equipment in September, okay. but the contract got contest- contested. Mm-hmm. So this last week it was awarded. Okay. And then if anyone knows how contracts work, uh, the people that did not get awarded the contract have a window to contest it. Right. It was contested. So everything was pushed 100 days out. So we're looking at December, okay. January for fielding. Um, if everything goes well after, the, after it and we get another award and those people start putting out equipment. Okay. Um, as far as the event itself, I know there's a lot of things like there was a rumor going around that it took some unit two days to get their unit through the ACFT that, um, people have been injured several times on the ACFT and none of that is actual fa- is actual fact mm-hmm. Um there. I don't know the injuries that have come from the ACFT, but it's such an insignificant number that it's not really reported. Right. Um, I shouldn't say it's not reported. It's not something that comes up on the hot topics. Right. Uh, the most failed event still is the leg tuck. I don't feel like that will be the thing going forward once people figure out how to coordinate that and how right. to use their body as as the way it's supposed to be mechanically. That that will not that won't be a problem. The most passed event is the sprint drake carry that hasn't changed. It's fairly easy for everyone to pass. And then the same problems we have with the run are the same problems going forward and. Realistically, people just need to do more aerobic activity and they need right. to actually run more than once a year. Yes. Right? Like that's, if you could run maybe once yep. a week, that would be a nice, nice thing. Once a week at um, least, two if, to three miles. Uh, so that's kind of the update on the ACFT. It's yep. happening. It's going to be here. We have an enormous amount of equipment on, on that's sitting in warehouses waiting to be shipped off after it's awarded per contracts. Um, it will be a logistical nightmare. Of it course. is what it is until we know how to do it. Right. Um, units at first during the first year for record will probably have to travel someplace to take it as a large unit because we just aren't going to be able to upgrade every armory in the state and have an enormous amount of um, money to be able to put turf everywhere. Right. That being said, there is nothing saying that units can't run their own ACFT once they have people that are trained on it. Right. Um, and once they have equipment on their own, yep. if they have a deal, if they've made arrangements with ROTC units on football fields mm-hmm. or wherever they are, um, wherever they're level three or level two for their unit, which is basically just whoever is in charge of your physical fitness and who has been through the ACFT training, mm-hmm. um, certifies whatever site you're going to have, you can do that right. as soon as you have your equipment. That's okay. Right. And I think people, uh, there was a lot of misinformation that that is going to be completely controlled. We're just trying to give all the best tools we can so units can independently do what they need to do to, right. com- to complete the mission because ultimately that's what's going to happen. Right. Um, we're going to hopefully have a very good plan for units to get equipment. Um, what I've been hearing is the big problem is that most units don't have a place to store equipment. Yes. So I I was not uh, my my knowledge was lacking on that. Right. So my initial plan was to try to pitch to put a, push as much equipment to armories as we could, and the feedback from that was that most armories just don't have room right to be able to have equipment. So we're trying to readdress that. 
uh, Sergeant Major Kadena from the G3 and uh, um, the G4 and First Sergeant Grambo and uh, Master Sergeant Huckabee and Major Durda have all been very helpful in trying to hash that out. Um, so we have a good group, right. uh, Major Wade and um, all the shops are really working hard to be supportive and help me learn as I grow through this right. process about the logistical side of things. Because right. realistically, that is the most challenging portion of this to try to make sure that For all sure. units are taken care of. But we are working very hard to make sure that the units get the equipment that they need. They might not use it mm-hmm. necessarily for the ACFT at first. Right. That doesn't mean they can't use it for their soldiers. Right. It's basically a gym. Yeah. You know, to train and get stronger and do some strengthening and muscular endurance and aerobic right. stuff with that equipment. Right. Um, and familiarize with it. So right. that that is the plan right now. It obviously needs to be hammered out a lot better. Um, but everyone's going to be fine. All the units will be okay. Right. Because we have really good NCOs. Yep. We have NCOs that are most, you know, the most professional people in the military, right? right? They will always conduct the mission, and I have full faith that our NCOs will be able to do that. And we have a good officer corps that will support that mission and be right. able to push that down. And so our soldiers will be taken care of. They'll be all right. Cool. Should be interesting. Should be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, is there one thing, one major takeaway you just want everyone to have as the the last thought before we end this lovely conversation? I think people are probably done listening to me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's hard to hash hash it down to one one thing, but if I if I could I would say that it's your responsibility to be the very best person that you can be. And that is very cliche, but it no one else can do that for you. Right. You absolutely have to do that. Yes. And there really are not very many excuses to not. Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. <laughs>